Hello, Health Rebel, and welcome to the Spiritually Fit Podcast, your space to explore alternative healing for mind, body, and spirit. It's my belief that when you connect to and feel safe in your body, you reclaim your health story and empower yourself from the inside out, leading to lasting and sustainable results. I'm your host and coach, Leisha Fox, aka your body bestie. As a women's health and spirituality coach, I know you're here to learn how to live your one brilliant life without the burnout. So grab your hot lemon water and get ready for your body breakthrough. Let's begin. All right, my health rebels, here we are with another episode of Living Proof Fridays. I have an incredible guest today, uh, my girl, Melly. We actually just recently met and we're going to dive into that. But as you know, we always like to start with just a little meditation. So that way her and I can get into a nice flow together in space. So if you aren't driving and you have the opportunity to, I would say drop in with us for the next minute so you can be in a receptive mode to the information that we're going to be sharing. All right, let's just take a deep breath in. We're going to close our eyes. Take a deep breath in through the nose. Releasing it out through the mouth. And I invite you to just take a couple more. Deep breath in through the top of the head. And out through the mouth. And as you do, just noticing your body completely relax into the space. Next deep breath in. Releasing it out. Maybe this is the first really conscious and connected breath you've taken all day. I know I've been running around today. So this is my opportunity to kind of relax as well. I love these conversations. In this moment, we're just going to call in divine wisdom. I believe that every single person I feel called to pull into this space, invite into this space, has some incredible wisdom to share with you because it sparked something within me. And she has such an incredible story. So we're going to take another deep breath in. Releasing it out. Really inviting yourself to come into a receptive mode. Opening your inner ear. Witnessing with your inner eye. And listening with your heart. Using these Living Proof Fridays to connect with demonstrations of women and men who are walking, talking visions of exactly what Spiritually Fit stands for. So go ahead and place your hand on your heart one last time. Deep breath in and release it out. And then slowly but surely we'll come into the space. Mm. Hello. All right. So uh, I'm going to introduce her to you. So Melly has been a health and wellness enthusiast for her entire life. And wait till you see her picture. She is a living, breathing example of just radiance from the inside out. She was captain of her high school tennis and field hockey teams, and her first job was at the local gym in exchange for a free membership. Hell yeah, we love resourcefulness. <laughs> she graduated from UMD with a kinesiology degree and worked as a personal trainer and a group X instructor for 12 years, becoming the number one grossing trainer in the company. Yes. She went back to school to get a nursing degree and worked as a critical care nurse for six years. And y'all, I've spoken about my dad before, but I, critical care ICU nurses like are really... Um, close to my heart. Um, oh, yeah. For six years as a charge nurse of a medical surgical ICU and as a rapid response nurse. Imagine that environment, y'all. 
Her knowledge of critical care nursing eventually saved her fiance's life after a near fatal motorcycle accident. She retired from nursing to take care of him and support him through his recovery. You guys, Melly is young. So we're going to get into like her retiring (laughs) (laughs) and how she and her fiance recently bought their first home and moved to the beach in North Carolina with their two fur babies. And Melly now runs a successful online business from home. She's co-founder of the Shift Society, a movement. I love that name a movement of conscious and intentional living. Her life purpose is to educate others about wellness, health promotion, and disease prevention. And she's passionate about inspiring and empowering others to live a healthy, happy, aligned, and solid life. Welcome, Melly. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. a beautiful intro meditation. Oh, thank you. I always feel like it's, it's a really special way for us to just like drop into our hearts. Absolutely. I love it. I'm not sure why, but anytime I hit record, I immediately get nervous and I'm like, why am I nervous? I don't even like edit these things. (laughs) Well, you're human. I know this is true. (laughs) This is true. So y'all, I met Melly at my dear friend, Nicole Sylvester's event back in October. The one that we all talked about, I had a huge like nervous breakdown afterwards. (laughs) So I was immediately drawn to what she was sharing because she also came from the fitness and health industry and had deviated from a lot of Western medicine. And this is actually, I think the first time I'm hearing about your fiance's accident. So I definitely want to dive into that. And we had so much we wanted to unpack and and explore together around holistic health. And I'd love to just kind of hear like, how does one go from being like an ICU nurse, like, and your background in physical training, you clearly have an ambitious side and are a seeker, a grower. So where did that, what would you say, was it your fiance's motorcycle accident? Or was there something deeper that was calling you out of that profession long before that happened? It was definitely long before. So it's funny when I was writing my bio, I was like, I don't even know why I want to say that I was like played field hockey and tennis and all that kind of stuff. I was in high school. Like I'm not reliving. I'm not someone that like relives my high school days, but I've done so much healing in the past couple of years. And I've like come back to who I was and my, my family is very like crunchy. Um, they're from new England, like very like hippie, like, you know, like all healthy foods. We had, I had a garden growing up. Like my parents Mm. used to find me like eating pea pods outside. So like I was a very health oriented person my entire life, like went to college, studied kinesiology, became a personal trainer, just like loved health and wellness. Like I, I feel like I have a really good understanding of the human body and like what makes it healthy and all that. And so I was like, Oh, I love helping people. Like I want to go back to school to become a nurse. So then I became a nurse and like really short into my nursing career. I was like, this isn't it. Like, no, 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 no. What are we doing? <laughs> like, what are we doing? I remember I was a nursing, my very first patient I ever helped. I was a nursing student and he was a diabetic patient and he was in getting his legs, both legs amputated. Mm. And my job as a nursing student was to help him choose breakfast, like simple, right? So I could go in personal trainer, me like goes in like, okay, yeah, I got this nutrition. Like, I love this stuff. And he's like, oh, I want, I want pancakes with extra syrup and like all this like high fructose corn sugar. And I'm just like, he can't eat that. Like he's literally chopped off. Like, and my, my teachers were just like, oh, let him get what he wants. Like we can just cover it with insulin. And I'm like, oh boy, like this is so out of alignment for me. Like, this is so not 
helping him. Like I'm not helping this man. It felt really out of integrity. And that was the first patient I ever met. <laughs> like wow. in and so I am a, like definitely an adrenaline junkie. I think you kind of have to be to be an ICU nurse. Like I was definitely like, I want that like high intensity type of environment. I don't know why I was drawn to that. Probably yeah. because I needed to know those um, things to save my fiance's life um, eventually. But like, I was just so drawn to critical care nursing. And then when I was doing that, um, I worked in a medical surgical ICU. So I didn't see, I wasn't treating like traumas. I wasn't treating head injuries. I wasn't treating like those acute things because there is obviously such a need for Western medicine in injuries and accidents and traumas. Like, you know, he wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for Western medicine. Like I'm very much a fan of like, you know, modern technology and what we can do, obviously. But in a medical surgical ICU, like, 99% of what I was treating was preventable. Like (laughs) they, I just kept thinking if only I got my hands on this person earlier, like if only I could have taught them how to live a healthy life, they wouldn't be laying here in this bed with me, like turning them every two hours, you know, like they wouldn't be on their deathbed if I had been able to teach them and prevent, prevent this, you know? So it made me really passionate about preventative health. Um, Mm -hmm. and palliative care, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but I just believe that what we're, what we're faced with in like day-to-day society is going to make us sick. <laughs> if we're not aware, you know, if we're not conscious of what we're consuming, of what we're like, what we're consuming in our heads, what we're consuming yeah. in our hearts, what we're consuming in and on our bodies. If we're not conscious of like what, how we're spending our day-to-day life, it's going to end up in illness. And I saw that very like firsthand yeah. every single day. And I'm just like not available to like have that, like be a life, you know? And I, and I feel a huge burden and responsibility to speak up and to empower people and to let people know that they are in control of their health. They are in control of their life. Like no one around them has more control than they do over their destiny and like the quality of their life. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> what an interesting path that like your soul took, right? Like your heart guided you to go into that industry and the beginner's mind that you had like, oh yeah, I'm going to help people and <laughs> yeah. to be faced because I'm, I'm with you. A mosquito somehow made its way into my room and I'm getting chewed up. Um, so if I look like I am like itching all crazy, that's why. So I'm with you that like, if I have an acute injury, don't send me to a Reiki practitioner, (laughs) like please send me in so I can get stitches and all that. But what I have also found is that we are symptom-based and like, like they said, go ahead and let him have the pancakes. We can just cover it up with insulin. It's no big deal. Yet that sort of repetitive actions, and I think we we have a healthcare system that is so overwhelmed, a human body that is so overwhelmed. Yes, totally. That until and this perspective of reclaiming and empowered to trust your own health, thankfully we have moved slowly. The needle is being pushed past um, your doctor knows, and and like anything your doctor said is God. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I, the last couple of years have definitely helped move that needle along, you know, like just having people ask more questions. Yeah. And, and maybe you can shed some light on if in your practices and with clients and people that you've worked with, if you're noticing that they're asking more questions, I feel like social media has been really powerful in sort of just infiltrating and permeating people's minds with like, 
well, I guess I could try that. Like, and one of the most important ways to help other people's change, I have noticed is by leading. You know, Mm -hmm. I used to be the person that was like, you have to do this or you're going to end up in the hospital. And I was like the vegan or the CrossFitter, right? That's like, this is the only way to live your life. And then I realized if I just don't push people and I just show them that there's a better way, because these are always very layered and like very much painful conversations for people. Mm -hmm. I remember when I chose, when I was having um, autoimmune issues, I chose not to take any medication and I would always be asked, so when are you going to go to a real doctor? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. thankfully, like I healed myself. I mean, I wouldn't say I did it alone. I obviously had an integrative nutritionist and medicine doctor. I had a chiropractor, all of these things. And I think part of the issue is that they don't come for free. They're not inexpensive at the same time. Healthcare is crazy expensive. So is it worth, I paid probably $5,000 that year. That's not that much. If you, that's not including like me doing dietary things, but like $5,000 for these different modalities to help me shift my relationship with my body. hundred percent. It's so worth, like it's invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. Information. So and even some, like, I'll just, sorry, no, I'll no, just no, say, like, 5,000, it's not a lot, but I understand some people don't have 5,000 that they can spend on their health. But I think like even just learning how to drop into your body, that's free. Mm. Like that's huge. So many, like I would say the majority of the population is completely disconnected from their bodies and they don't even know how to get out of their head and into their heart, but that's free. Like you can literally, there are so many things that you can do for free that you don't have to be like, oh, I can't afford, you know, 5,000. So let me just keep doing what I'm doing. There are so many little shifts that you can make that give you more control over your day-to-day life and your emotions. And just that alone helps you heal so much. Like people don't understand how valuable that is. That's a powerful point that I really trust within Spiritually Fit is like a constant pillar of like, what is at your fingertips right now? And that is something that it was because of my, sorry, I don't know what's going on with my dog, you cool. Um, it was because of my decision to heal my nervous system. It wasn't a conscious choice at the time. It just felt like there is so much deeper work to be done than to take a pill. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with taking Xanax or Prozac or anything like that. It just wasn't a journey for me um, at the time. And learning how to feel safe in my body, you're absolutely right, is what changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I actually haven't said this publicly, but it's something that I've wanted to share. Um, when I was nursing, I was a night shift nurse. So I worked all nights and I like barely slept. Like my lifestyle was so unhealthy. I was still working out every day. And I was like, oh, I'm so healthy because like I'm bringing salads to work and like, I'm, you know, getting, I'm only sleeping two day, two hours. So I can still like go for a run or like go to yoga before my 12 hour night shift. Yeah. And I was like running on literally empty all the time. Like I, when I tell you, I was literally sleeping like two to three hours a day. And like, at least once a week, I would pull 24 hour. Like I was, I was up for 24 hours. I was up. And so while I was nursing, I was taking Adderall to stay awake and I was taking Xanax. And like, I personally am like, so against that. (laughs) And it was how I was living, you know, like I didn't, 
I didn't know. I was like literally in survival mode 24 seven, just like, go, 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 go. It's so funny. Cause like I share my before picture of my hair. Yes. Like, cause I, I run like a online business with hair care, my before picture of my hair, like it's straight up ratty. And I'm like, okay, I haven't even told anyone it's ratty because I was too busy to brush my hair. Like I was too busy to like slow down and brush my hair. I'm like, who is that person? You know, like I was like so frantic all the time. And like, even though I I was like, quote unquote healthy, like I was just like running myself into the ground completely. Wow. Thank you for sharing that so openly. And I know that there are going to be so many women who hear that and are just like, see themselves in your story. Well, I hope so. I hope I'm not the only psycho. <laughs> no, no, I think I think that's actually the norm, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, no, I agree. Like a huge part of my healing journey was starting to listen to music. Like I didn't ever Ooh. listen to music because it wasn't productive. Like I would only listen to podcasts and I listened to them at like two times the speed so I could like, get get through them faster. And I'd be like running and like listening to this podcast, like like double the speed. And now I'm just like, let me put on this playlist and dance. And like, that's like, that was healing for me, you know, like, let me learn how to slow down and not be so frantic and like stressed all the time. Like, let me learn how to enjoy my life, you know? Yeah. Let's dive into that. Cause I, I sense that there is, there's like, there was a path maybe, maybe obviously not linear, but how did you unwind that wound? So to speak like that, that patterning, that habit. So it definitely wasn't linear. Um, I went all the way through nursing, all the way through. So I was still working as a nurse when my fiance, Jason, had his accident. Um, And I got the phone call that he had been in a motorcycle accident and they didn't know if he was going to make it through the night um, Mm. at my hospital. And so I called because I was a charge nurse. I knew the other charge nurses. So I called the trauma um, ICU charge nurse and my friend answered and I was like, hey, it's Mel, like my but my boyfriend at the time was the um, code blue that just came in. And he was like, holy shit, Mel, I just did 12, uh, eight minutes of CPR on him. And I was like, I like slid against the wall and like literally like collapsed. Cause I mean, as an ICU nurse, I know exactly what CPR looks like. And like, it, you don't know if they're going to have brain function or not. Anyways, it was awful. So from that moment on, I was just like taking care of him. He doesn't remember from May until August of that year. He like, total like ICU delirium, like it was just really, really bad. So anyways, I was taking care of him. Obviously it's been a really hard, <laughs> like really hard recovery. Um, it's been three and a half years now, but maybe like a year after his accident. Yeah. It was a year later. I was just like taking care of him. Like literally he couldn't like turn himself in the bed. He was too weak to like hit a call bell. Like I was doing everything for him. Um, and so like a year into it, I was talking to, um, a therapist and she was teaching me about trauma. And she was like, cause I was like, I have such a positive mindset. Like I'm such a, like, you know, optimistic person. And I do all this personal development. And she was like, you can't outthink trauma. She's like, you'll never, you're never going to outthink it. She's like, it's in your body. Mm-hmm. And that was like such a light bulb moment for me. I was like, holy shit, I can't outthink this. Like I actually have to learn how to heal. And so that started like a huge trauma healing journey for me, which was then like nervous system healing. And I mean, all it has like, you know, how you start a healing journey and then it's like, Oh, this is, here's this layer and that layer and this layer. So I actually had, um, a root canal that got infected and it was like, so (laughs) I know you'll like this. I actually, here's another story I haven't talked about. So 
my family, I love them to pieces. They are sweet, sweet, sweet people. Um, but they, I was the oldest, um, grandchild. I was a firstborn grandchild, like oldest daughter, oldest cousin, oldest, all the things. Mm. So I was responsible for a lot. Like everyone made it very clear, like you're responsible, like keep it together, blah, blah, blah. So I've always just like kept my shit together and like never shared any of my emotions, like anything. And so this healing journey, um, and starting to speak out and, um, just like speak my truth on social media, um, was not well received by my family because, you know, you say like, it's like the health rebels. Um, they didn't like me being a rebel. They wanted me to be, you know, a good girl. Um, so it was really, really hard. (laughs) And the, then like all these things happened and I had to put up a lot of boundaries and I was like, listen, I need like 90 days of no contact. This is like, I've never done anything like this before. I was like, I need 90 days of no contact. The next morning I woke up with this like huge rash around my mouth and like all down my throat. And I was like, oh my God, like my truth has just been like eating me alive inside. And I finally like opened my voice and spoke my truth and yeah, all, it all came out. So Wow. So I had like a whole rash, like all over my face. Like it was so bad. So this tooth, I actually don't have a tooth there because I got it pulled out. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, I had so much trauma from, um, his accident and just like healthcare and just working in the hospital where your boyfriend is dying is not an easy, um, place to be. Yeah. And it was just, it was unbelievably traumatic. And so, I didn't, I don't, didn't like trust anyone. I didn't, didn't like trust it. Like when you were like, when are you going to go get a real doctor? Like, I was like, I'm going to manage this on my own. Like, I don't, I don't want to get labs. I don't want, like, I don't want people to tell me, like, I know what's wrong with me. Like, no mm. one's going to, like, I held my truth in for too long, you know? Like, yeah, they would be like, okay. mm, no. <laughs> so, I mean, I ended up finding obviously a holistic dentist and all that. Like, it was just like, I, kept it very close to me, like who I trusted and like what I was willing to do in my health journey. Like it was just like so sacred to me. Um, because it was just like, I'm not, I can't be pressured to do something that I don't want to do, you know, or I don't believe in. So that happens. And then once I got my tooth out and like overnight, I was like, wow, I feel so much better. Then I was like, well, I have breast implants, so I'm sure these aren't healthy for me. So actually, um, just this past summer, I got my explant. Um, so it's been like, now I feel like, okay, I have all the toxic things out of me. (laughs) Now I'm like actually ready to heal. Wow. Oh my gosh. I was just getting chills after chills after chills because (laughs) your, your level of acceptance and of knowing, like I actually pulled out this book right before our call, which is the, you can heal your life. (laughs) by Louise yeah. Hay. It's like the Bible of like, just, I was having digestive issues and I'm like, what is this? It's like fear, rejection. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, where what is I? the spiritual meaning of blank? Yes. Like, that's <laughs> search now. <laughs> and I think to like 90% of the population, it's like, could not fathom Mm-mm. saying it is your, the way our nervous system, if you want to take it out of like a spiritual context, the nervous system itself will release purge, if you will, as well as react, respond as safely as it feels too. So like we become aware once you can create a homeostasis within your body, as you have been working towards, 
that it has a divine wisdom all its own. And it makes a lot of sense. Like once you start going down this road of work, like as soon I had thyroid issues when I was 26 years old. And once I started discussing it and discussing it with other women, I realized it's a quiet pandemic, especially oh, in Western gosh. culture. And so then I started looking up the spiritual meaning behind thyroid. Like, what does that control? Okay, well, it aligns with the chakra of your throat, of speaking your truth. So how many women have been silenced for generations? Like, it just, it it seems so natural that it all makes sense, right? Like, really? I to, to us, yet, you <laughs> know. it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. So what's cool, though, is that you came from the like Western type of healthcare and yet have been so driven intuitively to these findings. And it was almost like, it sounds like it was more of a, re- a remembrance, like a knowing um, mm-hmm. something about the teeth that I found out because as soon as I started my healing journey, I had a gnarly cavity right here is that your teeth hold trauma. So like in the bones, both times your teeth fell out and grew back in, So the first time they grew in, whatever was happening between zero to whatever, three or whenever your teeth come in, that gets solidified, right? Into the gums, into the bones. And then after those teeth fall out, whatever was happening between those ages also solidifies. So if there was abuse in the home, it's different things. Um, There's a lot of patterning around how the teeth hold the trauma. So I had a gnarly in. Uh, infection. And they were like, this is getting into your blood. This is probably why you've had so much inflammation. So I went down this path of like holistic oral care. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then you find out like fluoride and all these things. And it's just like, wait a second. Why did no one ever tell me? Why is this so generally accepted? It's like tampons with bleach though. Like we don't question because I personally never believed in a government that would allow things that actually poison me right yeah there's that (laughs) and then you find out and it's like wow so I really love your perspective of like you set your boundary which is terrifying in itself which is nervous system activating like crazy and then woke up the next morning with that rash so for anybody listening if you have rashes are always like a beginner sign to me Mm -hmm. I had lots of rashes before I finally started listening to my body Yeah. Everything is a sign from your body. Everything. Mm. Your body's always talking to you. She really is. And have you noticed like, and if this is too personal of a question, you're more than welcome to skip it with your fiance. Are there any sort of things that you've worked on more from an energetic level and less of like, oh, let's, this is because of the accident. Like this, maybe it brought up like other traumas and things that needed to be worked through. For sure. I would say it's again, like when your body feels safe is when you can start addressing things. So, I mean, it's been three and a half years for him and he, I will say that he's been in survival mode since, um, he's, he's out of, like, he was in the wheelchair for a little over a year. He's out of the wheelchair. Like looking at him, you would never know that he was in an accident. Like he has rebuilt his body, like incredibly, he was a personal trainer too. Um, and at the time of his accident, he was like beefy, like 200 pounds muscle. Yeah. And it saved his life. Like the doctor, I mean, his, body was thrown 300 feet from his motorcycle. So like the impact alone, like obviously could have killed him. Um, but his muscles saved him. So anyways, he's built back his body a lot. Um, the spiritual aspect of things, like I can see him like starting to get into it now. Um, I have 
definitely incorporated a lot of like energetic work for him um, Mm -hmm. as much as he's like willing to do, you know, like he is more like, oh, like these doctors put my body back together. Like, I want to hear what they have to say about my chronic pain. And I'm like, they're, he was a pelvic surgeon, babe. Like he did surgery on your pelvis. Like you're not going to get answers, (laughs) you know, unless you want more pelvis, pelvic surgeries, a ring inside his pelvis, holding it together. Because wow. it was in and like um open book fracture of the pelvis is like really bad. It was he had three different places. So that um I can tell like his root chakra <laughs> needs like a lot of love. Um yeah. so we're working on it. Like we moved to the beach um really to heal, honestly. So like every morning we go to the beach and just like ground and meditate and breathe. And, um, I mean, I'm constantly learning like new modalities. I want to learn how to, um, inject his scars with lidocaine to release the trauma that's in his scars. Cause he has like scars Ooh. all over his body. Um, so there's like a, but it's called neural ther- neural therapy. So I, there's like a ton of things that I want to learn and do with him. Um, he's yeah. been doing like chiropractic, um, since we just moved, we haven't found, like, I want to get like acupuncture and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, little by little, like, just like, being letting it be his journey too and not nagging him all the time being like I can fix you I can fix you I can fix you you know he's yeah. like okay but I just want to sleep like I just need to rest I'm like okay like Fair. Let, it be, let it be your journey and I'll just you know support as as he needs it mm, that's so that's whoo is that so difficult because I'll tell you in this in this journey hearing sitting in so many sisterhood circles I always meet women who are just like, I wish my partner would meet me here on this. And I'm like, well, (laughs) I think we evolve. Yeah, we evolve and we accept a lot faster as women because we have literally for generations been, I don't want to say trained, but uh, programmed to become resourceful creatures Mm -hmm. because we didn't always have strength or bronze to lean on. We had to like use our brains. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we were like, we evolved a little bit faster in that way. And I do believe if you incarnate as a woman at this time, it is to lead the example and to be the one who is, I meet so many incredible women who are in deep loving partnerships where he's like slowly opening up to it. It's not like his first choice. Um, (laughs) You know, he's like, okay, whatever, do your thing. Like, you know, my, I was engaged at one time and we were working at a bar together and this is when my anxiety started to ring so loudly. I couldn't ignore it and the first masseuse I ever went to actually was a Reiki practitioner of course and she had crystals and she was like can I give you this and I was like this rock I was just like sure and she's like I would say hold it on your body like whenever you're feeling that anxiety come up and I'm like okay and I remember I'd have it in my pocket and when I would start to get really anxious at the bar at 2 a.m because I'm exhausted and I've been drinking too much alcohol he would see me holding on to it he'd be like can I hold on to your rock and I'm like yeah so like he would hold on to it and together we were just like, we think it's working. You know? <laughs> so it's like so funny. having that awareness and I'm dating someone now, which ta-da, nobody knows, but now they know. Um, he's not been shared on my Instagram. Uh, yeah. So he's very much like rationale, realistic. Um, but he's like, look, you want to like put your hands over me and like breathe life. That's fine. Um, there was something I wanted to ask you. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I want to talk about the shift society. Yeah. Let's talk about the shift society because um, I would love to know what the shift society is all about and what that looks like to be a part of it. 
So it's interesting because, so it's my team. I run a network marketing team. Um, and so we actually met, we had a retreat of like my top leaders. We met in Nashville, um, March of 2020. So this is like literally right before, like I had never heard the C word before. I didn't know like what was about to happen. It was like the weekend before everything shut down. We had no idea what was about to happen. So we met in Nashville and we're like, okay, like we really want to like brand ourselves. We want to like, like say what we stand for and like all this stuff. And so March of 2020, we named ourselves the shift society Mm. and everything went to shit, obviously. (laughs) Everyone went to shift. (laughs) And so like, I, I, yes, I run like a network marketing team, but like, I don't really identify with being a network marketer. Yeah. (laughs) I feel I have a much bigger purpose. There's nothing wrong with being a network marketer, but like, you don't experience all the things that I've experienced and then be like, oh, I'm super fulfilled just talking about shampoo for the rest of my, for my, the rest of my life. Right. Like I need depth. I need purpose. I need passion. And this business has given me the freedom to just do that, um, which is amazing. So anyways, the society is, I believe that like I'm a healer and I believe that I attract healers into my zone. And so like my team is just like this beautiful team of like light workers and healers and just like feelers and like empathy. Like we just like have the biggest hearts ever. And so we, I believe that like, just like hurt people, hurt people. I believe that healed people heal people and that there can be a ripple effect of good. And when we like all lock arms together and be that ripple effect of good, it can be like a wave of good and then like a tidal wave of good. And so um, our team like is a network marketing team, but like we talk a lot about like childhood wounds and, you know, because you're not going to be successful if you don't feel like you're worthy of success. And like, I'm not going to teach you all the like Instagram things. If like deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of creating the life that you want. So like, again, I'm like, let's like skip all that. Like you can go learn that somewhere else. Like what you need from me, like to extract like belief and confidence and healing. (laughs) And so the shift society, like I, we, my vision um, is to shift society in a lot of different ways. Like I, I want people to be shifting in this sense, like from, you know, like doing things that aren't serving them to living more consciously and intentionally. Um, but also like, I really have a heart to shift the network marketing industry as a whole, because mm. I do believe it's such a beautiful, like entry way to freedom and entry yeah. way to entrepreneurship and the way that it's done right now. Like there are so many things energetically off about it that I understand why people aren't like, Oh, sign me up, you know? Cause it's, it there are ways that people do it that come off like sleazy and scammy. So I really want to shift the society of network marketing in general and do it in a way with really healthy, respectful energetics that it's like, Hey, here's the, here's what I'm offering. Like if you want it, if you don't cool, you know, like I'm not a pushy person, like have a great opportunity. Whoever's interested, I'm happy to work with, but I'm not going to like message all my friends and that kind of shit, you know? Oh, Girl, this is, you are, you, you are such a warm and big hearted woman because when we first met, I know I shared some of my truth at that event and you were the first to just like touch me on the back and be like, I so resonated with what you said. And like, you're not alone. You're going to do powerful things and like breathe life right back into me. And I was just like, Oh, okay. I love her because (laughs) women supporting women is such a beautiful experience. And I have been in two different network marketing companies. I love network marketing personally. 
I was definitely my first two experiences were the slimy kind. The first one was like for sure slimy where the, the pressure was immense for me to like reach out, you know, do the things that you're talking about. And I had such a belief that like, I was meant to be an entrepreneur. I do not like having a boss. I will quit a job immediately. I am like, there's the runaway bride. I am like the runaway employee. As soon (laughs) as you put a rule on me, I'm like, yeah, I'm out. No, I always felt like I could, I think it's that manifesting generators in us where we can see things still could be done better so quickly. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, oh, but you're still going to force me to do step one, two, and three. I, I refuse. Right. So I sold, I was in a company called ACN and then Arbonne and I really loved Arbonne. Um, I loved the products. I still use some of the products. I just thought it was like a really great, cool company. And I loved everything being like vegan. And it's always cracked me up when you join a network marketing company or you like launch your own business is really what we should be saying. You're not joining a company. You're, you're aligning with a partnership. And then people are like, well, do you even know what's in that product? And I'm like, do we know what's in half? I wish you would take the skepticism into your everyday life instead of just me, Susan. <laughs> For real. For real. Like, have you ever looked at a label ever in your life? <laughs> like- <laughs> but now me, your trusted friend, you feel got duped. It's just a very interesting industry. To, so to hear that there are women like you, and I do see it happening that are like holistically entrepreneurs, like. You're treating the person from the inside out. If there's one good, like there's so many, but one powerful thing I can say I took away was it started my personal development journey. Yeah, it is really amazing, amazing for that. Because I mean, I say that it's like a personal development program with a compensation plan attached to it. Because like, if yeah. you want to make money, you have to grow, like literally. Yo, you, oh my gosh, I was so not ready to be a leader. I also realized that I am like, at the time, I didn't understand that you didn't have to manage people and I could be quite the micromanager. So I would be like, did you do this? I just want you to win. Like, just get out there and do it. It's like, you know, you with your fiance, you're like, I want you to succeed. And But everyone goes at their own pace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I feel really called to like why I went to Nicole's um, training was to really be a leader of like feminine principles while running a business. Because mm-hmm. um, network marketing is so masculine and like, especially yeah. for my business, which is like beauty, <laughs> like yeah. it's so feminine. Like we can literally just like, you know, make ourselves look pretty and share and share that. And like, what girl doesn't want to do that? You know what I mean? Like it gets, to, I keep saying like, it gets to be easy. It gets to be fun. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be this like hustle, like got to hit a rank, blah, you know, like I'm like yeah. not available. <laughs> I'm like, so not available yes. for that. I'm like, I want my business to feel really good. I want like hard boundaries. Like I want to be able to like, you know, cuddle my fiance at night and like watch mm. shitty TV and not feel like, oh, I'm bad because I'm watching TV. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. such a like, line that they love to throw around. And it's like, no, like I am doing this business to enhance my life. I'm not like doing this business to take over my life and like to sacrifice. Like I'm not, I don't want business to feel like sacrifice. I want yeah. it to flow. Yes. And that's like, say it for the people again in the back, like that is the whole point. And I am with you. I've definitely gotten back into hustle culture since I moved back to California. I am feeling how different California feels in my nervous system after two years away. I thought I was going to come back and be like, just being there. I was like, <laughs> like, Oh my God, this is a lot. It's a lot. I've had so many nervous breakdowns since I moved here. 
my um astrologer girlfriend who does like astro cartography she was like um because I called her and she was like are you having a bad weekend and I was like yes I, this was right after Nicole's event I was like I want to leave my body I feel so much fear I haven't felt this way in a long time she goes I'm so glad I reached out because I was feeling the same exact way and I was going to see if you could hold space for me she was like so this is good that we're talking about it and she was like have you felt that way since you moved back to California and I said yeah I almost want to move back to Kansas I want a simple life. I want my garden every now and again, I like to LA and wear a cute outfit and like rock it or whatever. But like, I want my husband and I to just feel like safe. We're in our cozy environment. I'm just like, I, something changed during COVID the during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And she looks at my astro cartography, the line of like my abundance partnership, everything runs through Kansas city, Missouri. I'm from really? Kansas. Yeah. I, I saw that whole, wow. So I was like, huh. she goes, you're actually intuitively right. The fact that you want to run back to Kansas. Wow. That's but. incredible. I just looked my nut <gasps> for the first time. And it's weird. Cause I don't feel called to that. It's Boise. Me either. I, oh, Boise, I was like, huh. I don't feel drawn to that at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> seasons too right like we we get to make our meaning of anything but it's very interesting to note like I would say um it would be fun to just like for you to go visit there and see like how your energy feels like do you feel more abundant in that space like maybe you just go there for like a week-long trip and every quarter so that way you brainstorm for your business or like whatever no, it's definitely on my radar. I literally just looked it up like maybe two nights ago and I was like, huh, that's it's so, so funny that, you it that I brought it up. Yeah. Um, uh, of course we could talk forever. And like, I love these girlfriend conversations where we're, we're on the same page. Like we are, sometimes I feel being back in the fitness industry, this in, I don't want to say embarrassment. Cause I know I'm there to help shift it, but like, I have a good balance of idealistic and rationale. And sometimes my idealistic, because I have seen so many people heal themselves from the inside out from what we have normalized as like conditions you have to live with for the rest of your life. I can be a little like pushy about things where I'm like, okay, like I'm offering breath work and meditation on Sunday. And I'm just like, I'm slowly going to just like get these teams into alignment <laughs> and in and on that like wavelength, at least introduce it to them. So I understand the courageousness of you stepping up and stepping into this space. And I just really want to honor that and like that you are a living proof demonstration of a woman who is like against all odds, I will continue to trust in in my body's divine wisdom. Um, and staying curious like you've stayed curious even if it meant that you know you and your family had to disconnect for some time like it's a very powerful stance and not one that is easy to stand in on a day-to-day basis so I'm just really honored to know you thank you um, and just grateful that you got to or that you did come and share your wisdom with my community Um, so I would love to know where they can find you um, and connect with you and come play with you in this, this world. <laughs> oh, Instagram is definitely the best way right now. Um, I have a lot of things in my head of what I'm going to be doing in terms of like, yeah, a, podcast, a YouTube, like I want all the things, um, we just moved. And so like getting grounded and then growing is the yeah. plan. 
but um Melly Girl Treat is my Instagram. That would be the best way to come hang and say hi. I love meeting new people. Yes. And she's so warm on the internet as well. You can still feel, I'm sure like you're feeling right now through her pod through this podcast. I'm all through her podcast. I'm already um like seeing your podcast for you. Uh, well, thank you so much, love. And for anyone, I will put in the show notes where you can find her if you're interested, you know, in joining the Shift Society and really working on yourself from the inside out while making money. Hell yeah, we're here for that. Um, all my love, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Health Rebels. Thank you so much for joining me once again for another episode of the Spiritually Fit Podcast where you are becoming your body's bestie. If this episode has inspired you, elevated your thoughts, or expanded your perspective around what your body is capable of, share it with someone that you care about. Better yet, share it on your social needs, your Instagram, whatever. Tag me in it. I would love to reshare. We can just keep this circle of love and elevation going. Also, it would bless me so much and I would be incredibly honored if you would review obviously authentically and honestly whatever is on your heart and of course subscribe because I don't want you to miss out on anything so until next time cheers to your inside games see you then